This is Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 442. Thank you so much for listening. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Dave, and you can go find me on Twitter at DaveTheReef underscore M-O. Um, just a heads up, if you do follow me or tweet me, most likely I will not follow you back and I will not probably see your tweet because I don't think I have been on yet this year. But I am alongside here with Brandon. Brandon, you can go follow at BTTG161. Unfortunately, this week, Chris cannot be on the podcast, but he will be on the podcast next week. Go give him a follow at Chris Swindog. Hey, Brandon, back over to you. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always, and yourself? I am doing pretty great. Do you think that uh, I should mention MarketOut.com and all that? Or, nah? Yeah, sure, MarketOut.com, at MarketOut11 on uh, Instagram. Yeah, we do have that little shindig now, so Pro go follow us on Instagram. Tees.com slash MarketOut. Buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, all of that stuff. So how, um, was, how was your week? My week was great, you know, had family up um, from Florida, as you as you know. Um, yeah, but having the family up and everything, it's always, I love it. It's nice to have uh, um, people, like family visiting out of town and everything, and there's always, it never, there's never a dull moment. Like, you, if you want to try to plan to go to sleep early or something, it's not going to happen. Well, no you matter guys, what. you guys don't sleep early, so. No, not at all. I mean, as is, I don't think anybody goes to sleep until like 1 a.m., but when you add Kevin and everybody into the picture, it it just goes down till maybe 1.30. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like thinking 5 a.m., you're like, whoa, no, no, extra. no. Um, yeah, but everything was great. We actually ordered, actually this was last week. But this week we had Chinese food, but what? And oh, Zorn's. Me too. Well, not Zorn's. me too on that, but. Yeah, Zorn's, we love Zorn's. But no, last week we went to, uh, we ordered out from Smoking Alice, which you know about. You know a thing or two about. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome because had my cousins up here, my aunt, uncle, and my uncle, other uncle. So, did you, full house. Did you crush happy hour? Um,. Actually, it's funny that you asked, but no, I did not. Um, but I'm going to guess in you asking me that. No, did you... I didn't. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I did go to Cheesecake Factory, but I didn't crush Happy Hour. Uh-huh. Also, next week, I don't know if anybody's listening that like likes the Cheesecake Factory, but uh, Half Off Cheesecake for National Cheesecake Day on Tuesday. Oh, snap. Introducing a uh, pineapple upside down flavor. Ooh. Yeah. So is that kind of like a cheesecake that's upside down with pineapple on the bottom? Mm. Is that how you would describe it? I actually – I don't remember seeing the crust. I don't remember. 
Well, the, the pineapple cake's up on the top, definitely, but mm-hmm. it might be on the bottom, too. You should bake cheesecake. Uh, why? For cooking with Brandon 15. You mean because episode two wasn't good enough? No. I mean, I just know that you have improved your skills so much, so, I mean, you could always build upon it. I'm not out in brown. I can't just, like, revisit recipes when I'm only on episode seven. Hmm. That's true. That's true. I guess we'll have to revisit this on episode eight. But yeah, um, I don't know. What else did I do? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, um, later on this week, I'm going to be going to uh, Iron Maiden with Chris on Friday night at Barclays. Um, cannot wait. I wanted to see Iron Maiden for so long. Last time I was going to see them, I was. Uh, con- I was studying for an MCAT exam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was conceived. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The last time I considered going to Iron Maiden, I was conceived. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I, I was studying, so I put that off. And that they were. it was Iron Maiden with the opening act being um, Alice Cooper, who's someone that I really want to see because it's more of a – you're seeing a showman, you know? Who's, you're seeing a sh- who's opening kind of, for Maiden this year? I forgot. It's not Fozzie, though. Is it Halstrom or whatever, or is that somebody else? Um, I don't think they're opening at this one. That would be cool if they were. I like a few of their songs. Um, I'm actually not too sure. I have. I should go check to see who's going to be opening. But very excited for that. Going to be rocking out big time. And, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. What about you? How was your week? Well, I'm currently looking up to see who the opening act is. Drum roll, please. <laughs> I realized that I should have done it with two hands instead of one. Yeah, you probably should have started like a lot later also. Oh. Because it's not loading. It is the Raven Age. Oh, Ooh. so close. At least we get to see the flock. Who'd they have? All right. <laughs> Do you know um, them or no? Probably not, right? Yeah, the lead singer's Raven. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Lee. So, kind of be seeing Scotty Polo. Well, very excited about that. Speaking of concerts, on Friday, was it? No, Saturday, I went to uh, Weird Al. I went and saw him at Forest Hills Stadium. And it was, how would... dude, he was awesome, but the it was ridiculously hot there. Like ridiculous. It said like I'm feels sure. like a hundred and seven. I was like I was dead. And I had to, I paid for a meet and greet with him. Uh huh. And it was like I, I get there and I go to the box office and I'm like and keep in mind it's like a trailer outside down up the block. Because it's like a it's a revamped tennis stadium. Like they used to have concerts back in the day, but now I think it's just like exclusively concerts in that specific place. The whole property has like a swimming pool and other tennis courts and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. as far as the actual court goes, I don't know if they. Eh, you know what? It still still looks like a tennis court, so they might still have big matches there. But mm-hmm. so I, I went to the box office to pick up my VIP credentials and stuff. 
And they were like, oh, you have to go all the way down to the gate to get it. So I go all the way down to the gate, and they're like, oh, it's it, that's at 5 p.m., so just wait here, whatever. So I'm waiting there. Half hour goes by. I'm sitting there dying of heat. And uh, this guy comes up to me. He goes, you got VIP tickets? I'm like, yup. He goes, you got to go all the way back down. I was like, oh, come on. Uh, so they're making you walk all over the place. Yeah, so I had to go all the way back down. I went there. Picked up my VIP uh, tour laminate plus my um, my tour poster, which mm-hmm. was cool. Go into the venue. They were giving out free uh, water bottles, so that was cool. That's nice. Although the, the refill stations were like hot water. Uh, but at least they had it, I guess. Yeah, better safe it, than it's sorry. A really, like, it's a really like... They could have put way more time and effort into this venue to make it nicer. Like, the bathrooms are porter potties. Yeah. So, it's like, it could have been a much nicer venue, but it's like, it's really, it's a, it is a nice place. It's a really nice looking train station. It's like an old-fashioned, kind of reminds me of like old school Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I had the, the meet and greet. I sat second row for the concert. Um, and then after the concert, they like, they said, everybody with this badge, just like move down over here and wait for further instructions. So we waited there after the show was over. And then they finally, as a group, take us to, uh, like a lawn area outside that had like tables and everything set up. And they were like, just take the furthest table all the way in the back. I was the only one that like seemed to have listened at first. So I went, sat all the way in the back by myself, <laughs> and uh, they had pizza there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at first, I was like, eh, I don't really, I don't want pizza. Like they had, like the 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 pie that was closest to me was like a uh, vegetable slice pie. It smelled really good, but I was like, that's like the last thing I need is like broccoli in my teeth when I'm meeting Weird Al. Yeah. But uh, then they passed down a regular slice, a regular pie, and I was like, you know what? It's New York City-style pizza. I can't, uh, I can't pass that up. So I, I had that. And, uh, like, while you sat there and waited, they, um, they then lined everybody up to get a picture, like, table by table. We were the first table. It just so mm-hmm. happened. So you wait on the line there. You go. You meet him for, like, two seconds to get your picture with him. And then go loop around to sit back down at your table. So we were just sitting there chilling. And you sit down at the table with for what? Just to like wait for everyone else to get it. There was 150 meet and greets. And you only got to meet him for two seconds. For for the picture. For okay. A picture with him, and then so you would go get your picture with him and loop around, sit down, wait for everyone else to go, and then they would call you back up by table. You would pick up your printed out eight by ten, in case you wanted that to get signed by Weird Al. And you would wait on the line again. He was sitting at the table. You could spend whatever amount of time you wanted with him, really, mm-hmm. and just meet with him. So I, it was it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience. I got my. All right, uh, so it's not something that like you get rushed in, rushed no, out. No, yeah, no. It, the only thing that was rushed was getting the pictures, but that's because they were they had 150 people. They had to print out the pictures. Mm-hmm. So, but like once you were actually there, like getting your signature and everything from him, you you were there as long as you wanted to. Alright, that's pretty, so, that, at least they gave you the time of day. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. Uh, it just sucked that it was super hot out. I saw Jason, by the way. 
Ah, sign guy. I, I went, I was like, I said to the, the workers there, I was like, I, my, I have a friend sitting up over here. Can I go up there and say hello? And they were like, no. I was like, what do you mean no? They were like, well, your seat's down here and theirs are up there. I was like, right. Like, what is this, the Titanic? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't go up there to say hello. Like, I have, I have row two. I'm not going to, like, sit there. So he had to come down and say hello to me. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it was so stupid. But, uh, like, yeah, so it was cool. And it was really why? cool that they gave out pizza for the VIPs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the venue themselves were selling uh, posters for the show. So, of course, I had to buy that one. Of course. Yeah. That's pretty and, cool. Yeah. So I got I got my uh, Bad Hair Day CD signed, which was the very first album I purchased, along with Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. Both, nice. both feature one's phony calls and one's uh waterfalls uh-huh same uh same song basically and uh did you did you talk to him i did what did you talk about did you talk about marking out i didn't really know oh what did you say well i know i was i told you, him did I told you him say him, like you inspired me to no do i told him i told him yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> shout out right <laughs> I, I told him that I was like, this is the very first album I ever purchased as a kid. I got it. I got a CD player for Hanukkah, nineteen ninety six. So, it was this. He goes, oh wow, cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, never heard a fan say that before. Yeah, it, but it was weird. Like it seemed like a lot of people were just getting the the poster that they gave us signed. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So and it was just like a really cool experience overall, where it's like. Everyone's there, obviously, like, we all paid a ton of money to meet Weird Al. Mm-hmm. And we're just chilling in, like, a backyard-type situation setting or whatever, eating pizza, talking about Weird Al, and, like, Who are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Just random people that were there. They were nice and everything. It was cool. Want to give it, give any shout-outs? I don't actually remember their names. Sorry. Oh. Oh. So- sorry, people. Didn't, didn't talk about this before. Yeah, if you're a fan, um, yeah, tweet up, Brandon. Yeah, but it was cool because like we're all there for the same thing. It was like a, it was almost like being at a, uh, a wrestling event. But I can't, I can't like put my finger on like what sort of wrestling event. It's like we're oh. all we're all there experiencing the same thing at the same time, and it's like really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might be a stupid comparison. <laughs> but outside of uh, Weird Al, I went and saw Lion King on Sunday. Oh, and how was it? Which I have to say, it was much better than the reviews are saying, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the re- reviews have not been kindly. I thought Timon and Pumbaa were like the absolute best part of the movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, it wasn't better than Aladdin's uh, live action, but this movie. I think this movie could 100% have a sequel to it. Oh. There already is a Lion King 2. Mm-hmm. There's a Lion King 1.5 as well, if, in case you didn't know that. But I think 100%. I think that was kind of a missed opportunity was to do like a uh, post credit scene mm-hmm. to set up a sequel for this. Because that's, well, that's how much I believe in this film. What kind of a post credit scene like could they possibly do? Uh, well, it, well I, I mean, the... I guess the 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 firstly the the main setup for 
for the sequel would be the fact that they hold up Simba's daughter, Simba and Nala's daughter. So the sequel would be oh, like man, her... spoiler. It's, it's definitely not a spoiler. Total spoiler. No. Why am I gonna... Dude. What do you mean? That's in the original movie. Okay. It's in the what original... What, what do you, you have... mean? What happens if you've never seen it before? Well, that's just shame on you. Well, there's no argument for that one. Yeah, big time, uh, big time <laughs> shame on you. Big time shame. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so it could have been like something like uh, their daughter just like, I don't know, uh, playing in the in the Pride Lands or something, or training to become queen. Ooh, that could have been good. I don't know. I, I really think there could be a sequel to it. I thought it was really good. All right. So go check it out. Don't believe reviews. Aladdin got really terrible reviews, and I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Brandon thinks his favorite movie is Tyra Heist, though. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm just joking. It, I actually do like that movie, so I can't bash it. And Aladdin was good. Did you not? You didn't see Aladdin, right? No, I probably won't. Yeah, well, I thought it was really good, and I thought uh, Lion King was good. It was like it was kind of like they cut some parts here and there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely I marked out big time for one of the parts. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to spoil it. Why? I don't want to spoil a movie. I'll never spoil Slanky a movie. I'll, it, yeah, but it wasn't part of the original movie. Oh. Yeah. Like, they took out something, and I was like, oh, what? why are they not, like, why don't they have this part in the movie? And then uh, and then later on, they, they had this part, and I was like, oh, my. I literally turned to, to Mike, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder if they took out uh, Be Prepared. Well, the soundtrack's out, so I can tell you that's not true. That that they were apparently thinking about taking out "Be Prepared," but they left it in. It's 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 way different, which sucks okay. because "Be Prepared" is one of the best like villain Disney villain songs. Yeah, it's like so dark and sinister. Yeah, it it still is, but they changed it a lot to make it more of like a like a chant sort of thing instead of a song. Oh. But the the guy that played Scar was really good, and I it, I, it just it kind of sucks because like he was he was really good, but I there's just like you're not gonna there's no comparison for Jeremy Irons. It would have been cool if they if they had him reprise his role if like they have James Earl Jones reprise Mufasa, so it would have been cool if Jeremy Irons did that too, and then they could actually have had like a newer version of Be Prepared where it was like it was more so. Like the original in the Broadway show, mm-hmm. but overall it was enjoyable. I would uh, you recommend it? Yeah, and I I would watch it again. Maybe not in the theaters, but I would definitely watch it again. Oh, so you wouldn't go back to the theater to see it? Well, I mean, you know, I I don't know. Maybe I would. All right. Most likely I wouldn't. And then afterwards, I went and got the uh, all-you-can-eat Asian food. Sit-down Asian food. Ah. Oh. What did you uh, get there? Uh, well, I started off with the green salad. You know, you get from like the Japanese restaurant with the ginger dressing. Uh huh. Those are always good. Yeah, I got the uh, the hot and sour soup. Nice, good choice. Um, lo mein, vegetable fried rice, um, chicken katsu, which is a fried chicken cutlet. Interesting. Yeah. 
I, I think that. Oh, and did I say low main already? Uh, no, you actually did not. I feel like I did say low main, but I don't. I know. don't think you did. But yeah, that's, but I uh, actually, that's about it. I am uh, had low main too when we uh, ordered our Chinese food. Oh my god! I got good old low main. That's it. Um. No, we got a little bit of everything. We got a little bit of everything. From sweet and sour chicken to the spare ribs. Ain't just good. Oh, no, it's ain't just ribs. Never mind. Um, but how um, do you one, how yeah. do you eat that? Like Roseanne? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, pass this. Pass this really? law. See, okay. I've always wanted to do that, but I would always, like, I would never, like, actually want to do that because I, if I, I want my food. Yeah, we, we got a bunch of stuff. We were like, hey, pass this, pass this. How about that? I didn't eat this. Sure, I'll eat it. You know? It's all good. Yeah. It's all good in the neighborhood. You so, know what else is all good? Yeah, what's that? Let's hear your segue. There AEW? No segue. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> uh, they made an announcement today that their very first TV taping will be taking place Wednesday, October 2nd. Don't be confused. It's not Tuesday. I know some people were wondering. Uh, it's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Taking place at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. The uh, the poster for it has Chris Jericho front and center. You think that's all out spoilers? Oh, I could uh, only assume. I just, I, I can't, I don't know. I can't see this show selling out the way they think it's going to. I could be completely wrong, but. I mean, I think that it could definitely. I don't think it. I don't know. I think it's going to do well, but I don't think it's going to beat uh, the first one. I don't think it's going to be as good. I mean. I mean, it's it's got to be a huge show for them because it's the first ever TV live event, so. Yeah. I mean. On this same hand, just like, I mean, WWE's apparently annoyed that they didn't beat uh, New Japan with this selling out. Yeah. SG. But Those shows no, I, always, like, take forever to sell out, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's a lot different for something like this. But I don't think it's going to beat uh, the original. Why, do you? What, what do you mean, the original? Well, the all out. You mean all in? Yeah, all in. I don't think it's going to it, it very well could be. I have no idea. It's just, it's going to be a, a, I don't want to say dumbed down version of their product, mm-hmm. but it kind of is. Like, I don't mean that in, offensive, in an offensive way. Yeah. Offensive way? Jeez. <laughs> it's just, like, because we already know that, like, their whole, like, blood and foul language and stuff, that's not going to be on their television program. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be a, a scaled down is what I should say perhaps but i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a huge week for wrestling itself uh because you have monday night raw that monday then that wednesday is the AEW's first ever live tv event that friday is the debut of smackdown on fox i hope really hope that's not a tape show because I, I, I dude if it's a tape show at this point i really could see AEW being like Oh, on Friday night, we hear this is going to happen. That'll put butts in the seats. I think it's going to be pre-taped. Dude, if it's a taped show, I I will not put that past AEW doing that. 
I 100 I will not put that past AEW doing that. It, it's a, it's their very first show on Fox. It has to be live. There's no way. There's no way. I I'm iffy about it. I think it would be great, but I have a feeling it's going to be taped. And then and also, it, also in that week is uh, the the Sunday following that is Hell in a Cell, and uh-huh. uh, you have Comic Con here in New York. They're going to be in Washington D.C., so AEW should kind of jump on that. Maybe get some stuff going for Comic Con. Maybe they already have stuff in the works. And mm. with a huge announcement that of their date and everything today, WWE should have definitely hopped on. An announcement for WWE 2K20. I have no idea when that's going to happen, but yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't announce anything yesterday. I mean, um, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So all the best to AEW. We uh, it, those pictures that came out looked super weird from like their their TV guide meeting or whatever it was, like a photo shoot. They're all in like suits. It looks like they're standing there. Posing for like Party of Five or something. Yeah, it, like Melrose Place or some '90s yeah. uh, sitcom. I mean, Jungle Boys in it. We could just compare it to Beverly Hills 90210. That's what I had done. Yeah, we can actually go directly over to 90210. Um, I don't know. Why I said it like that, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. But uh, you did make mention of a show on Monday. I did, so I might as well intro it for you, and let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with none other than John Cena. I was going to do the whole meme thing, but I was like, nah, 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 nah. You could have. <laughs> nah, I'm good. But, uh, so... John Cena comes out, thanks everybody. Oh, you can't do Raw Reunion without me. Usos come out. They stop John Cena from leaving, and they basically make him battle rap. But it, like, turned into a uh, joint, like, dual battle rap sort of thing to introduce Rikishi. Yeah, but this battle rap, like, this was really, really, uh, John Cena going hard i mean bringing up their mug shots well i don't think it was a uh uh an off the no i don't think it was off yeah, anything there's no way or... they could have planned something like that no but even still just to bring up their mug I mean, shots no, no. there's there's no way they didn't plan something like that yeah <laughs> i know i know I yeah i know what you're saying but even still like uh bringing up the mug shots and then the uso is being like shout out to the county that yeah. They got yeah. Um. But yeah, like you said, it led to Rikishi coming out, and and they were um, going to dance. It was John Cena, Usos, Rikishi, and they were cut off by the revival, who brought out Devon with them. Which then they cut to Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan backstage, listing off like who's there. Which then cuts to commercial and comes back to the to the match. Yeah. And I don't know why they would like. It was so weird to have Hogan there in, like, that spot. I didn't get that either because it was kind of like you thought that maybe he was going to challenge someone, but, like... You thought Hogan was going to challenge people? Well, that's pretty much what they were mentioning. What? I I I mean, during that entire thing, yeah, during that entire thing, he was just like, who do you think I should uh, 
you said something like that about challenging someone or be getting in the ring with someone. I thought, but. yeah, the way I thought it should have been was Becky Lynch. It was Hulk Hogan opening the show to get cut off by Becky Lynch. That's what I thought would have been the best thing for Raw Reunion. Uh-huh. That didn't happen at all, so. Yeah. But whatever. The, the match itself, you had the Usos picking up a victory over the Revival. Booker T was on commentary, by the way, for this. He was. Book was on commentary. I didn't get um, the use of Devon here. It was cool seeing him cheer on the revival like a coach or something, like a, an agent, a backstage producer or something. I thought it was cool, but I just I like there was no maybe like I get that they're like tag team champions. He's a huge like tag team wrestler. Yeah, but I I still didn't understand that aspect as well. Um, I could only think that they brought it up because of the like because Devon's like a mentor to all of them, but. I don't know. For some reason, I was hoping to see uh, Bully Ray come out with Devon, but then I quickly was just like, no, he's Ring of Honor. No. But see, I think he said he was invited, and I don't know if he turned it down or if ROH blocked it. I have a feeling that it would have been blocked. I mean, I don't understand why he would turn it down, if anything. Right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. What makes sense to me? I heard so with this seg entire segment. I heard that uh, Rikishi was supposed to be in a you match. Heard? Come on, you read it. Yeah, I read that. No, I heard no, no. from he my source backstage. Be, it wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be in the match. He was just supposed to hit a stink face. Oh, it was just a stink face. He oh, so you heard? He, you, he, you heard from the same source no, backstage? I, I read it on the news gimmicks. Oh, I heard it. I got Which a phone call. If, yeah, never mind. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so it was weird because like they had Devon and, and Rikishi like square up outside the ring like to tease a fight, or whatever. Which like that ultimately led to the end of the match where Dawson got distracted. Yeah, but I, I guess he was supposed to actually give a stink face to the revival and Devon, which to, again wouldn't have made sense that Devon was even in that situation. But I don't know. I, I for whatever reason, I guess he wasn't cleared to wrestle. Yeah. Um, it was weird that Scotty Duhati wasn't there. Huh. Yeah, I it's that didn't even occur to me. Also not related to this, but it was weird that Big Show wasn't there. I wonder where he was. Oh yeah. That's interesting that Big Show wasn't there. And then uh up next it, it was super confusing because when they announced like the list of people coming back for Raw Reunion Alicia Fox was listed, and she's, like, on the current roster. Like, we haven't seen her in weeks or whatnot, but she's literally on the main roster, so I don't get why she was listed and, like, promoted as such. I I mean, don't get me wrong, she was definitely from a different era of wrestling than now, but it's just weird that they promoted her like that, and she was used in the same fashion that everybody else was. Because she was backstage talking to Dana Brooke, and then the camera pans over. She's talking to Caitlyn, and then Tori Wilson shows up. What I don't know if she was was she announced or not. No. Followed by Santino Morella, which I thought was funny because they had asked about her uh, about his sister, that being Santina. Yeah. Um, and then. I uh-huh. He busted out the Cobra and Drew McIntyre cut them all off and shakes his head. And he's like, legends. 
which is good because it was like feeling a little bit awkward with Santino. Yeah, it was cool, but it was cool to see everybody back. It was, it was kind of awkward. In what way? I mean, with the Cobra, it was just kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, but good thing that Drew McIntyre got in there. Up next, Charlie Caruso was backstage interviewing R Truth. Uh, Carmelo was there as well, and then they showed off stuff from San Diego San Diego Comic Con. Um, like R Truth was on a show for IGN and got cut off by Hurricane, who tried to defeat R Truth for the twenty four seven championship. He fails, he leaves, then they show Drake Maverick coming out to try to get the title. He fails, our truth runs away. But uh, when they cut back to Monday Night Raw, they have Maverick's wife, Renee, walking up there, and then Carmella gets in her face. That causes a distraction. Drake Maverick pins our truth to become the 24-7 champion. Which, Which is was- amazing. And then randomly had the Godfather show up, do his line. The yeah, I was happy that they for a while he wasn't uh, doing that. I feel uh, yeah, I don't because I don't of know. the PG. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh, somebody sent the sent it to us that it was uh, censored in Canada. Really? So I don't know what specifically was censored in Canada, but I, I don't know if they saw Godfather or not. Oh, remind me about. Uh, I might as well say it now, uh, which with catchphrases, it weirded me out that Steve Austin didn't do his catchphrase at the end of the Raw, but we could bring it up later on. But remind me that I brought that up. I probably will forget, but Thanks. Uh, the <laughs> next match up, the first match up was supposed to be Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander, but they brawled before the match and McIntyre eventually hits the Alabama slam to Cedric Alexander on the ring apron. Also, Bob Holly could have been there. Where was he? Yeah. That, that, I like that Alabama Slamma spot. Yeah. I think they just call it the Slam. We should stop saying Slamma. Mom, I thought it was Alabama Slamma. I think it was at one point, but then they just changed it to the Alabama Slam. Uh, I like Alabama Slamma. So, I don't, uh, I don't know. I would have, I think something better could have happened from this match. I think it was just more McIntyre getting his revenge for the week before. But what's next with Alexander McIntyre is that, I mean, I could only assume that now Alexander has to get his one up on McIntyre. But it's weird because McIntyre's position with, like, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, and all that. Yeah. Um, But after this backstage, Drake Maverick was rushing to get out of the arena and found worms in his bag, which leads the boogeyman to show up. And Maverick trip backwards and pat patterson came into the room <laughs> he goes hey what's going on in here and starts like kicking maverick <laughs> yeah it's just it's just really random like at first he's like what's going on and then he just randomly starts kicking him <laughs> and he uh puts his one foot up on uh maverick and pins him to win the 24 7 championship i thought it was really funny uh pat patterson also somebody apparently not cleared to wrestle yeah but we'll get to that as the next match up, we saw the Viking Raiders defeat Hawkins and Ryder with Christian on commentary, Lillian Garcia th- announcing everything. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool with Christian calling a Zack Ryder match because they're tight and everything. And I mean, Hawkins um, too. 
Hawkins yeah, paying Hawkins. homage to like ninety nine edge tights. I would I pop big time for that. I thought that was awesome. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I didn't even notice that at all. Um yeah, this was actually a decent match. I it mean, a, I mean they just... they started off fighting the, the War Raiders or the Viking Raiders beforehand. But uh, eventually it turned into the match that you would have expected from it. Yeah. I mean you I would have been surprised if Hawkins Ryder picked up the victory. Yeah. Especially in this sort of a manner. Uh next up you had backstage they cut to a little backstage party featuring Eric Bischoff, um Eve and Jillian Hall Mike was in the Ellis, background too. Jillian Hall, Ron Simmons, you Jimmy had Hart, Yeah, Santino, Jimmy Hart, Tory Fox. Bunch of them. But the main spotlight of this was Mike Kanellis talking to Eric Bischoff. Well, and Eve, Eve and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. Eve, Eve and Eric Bischoff and then Maria coming over and pretty much just uh, berating him. Verbally smacking him. Um, yeah, and Eric Bischoff offered him a spot on SmackDown. That kind of flew under the radar, I feel like. I think he offered Maria the spot. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think he off. I think I'm almost positive that the spot was offered to Maria. I would have to rewatch, but I think Bischoff offered Maria the spot. Hmm. But but yeah, yeah. This, the segment ends with Ron Simmons taking Jimmy Hart's megaphone and saying, "Damn." Yeah. And then backstage again, you have AJ Styles with Gallows and Anderson cutting a little the promo, DOC. introducing themselves as that. Which uh, is is the official, the original, only club that matters. Shots fired? Hmm. I don't think that it's actually shots. I think that they, they're all friends and they know. Uh, they, they have to make reference like references like that because it gets people to talk. I don't think it's real shots. I think Finn Balor needs to be in this big time. Well, I agree with that one. But we shall see what happens with him. Uh, after that, we saw Gerald Briscoe standing over Pat Patterson holding the title, celebrating, because he, off-camera, won the 24-7 championship because Patterson wasn't cleared to actually compete, so he was just lying there. Uh, and then he walks off galloping, I'm the champion, I'm the champion. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs into Kelly Kelly. I don't even know. Am I allowed to say bullocks? I'm going to say balls or what? Can I say that? Yeah. I can say that. She well, knees yeah. him right in the balls. And he went down like a sack of potatoes. Who apparently also wasn't clear to wrestle, but uh, he got pinned and Kelly Kelly became the first female to win the 24-7 championship. Yeah. I. What was? What's your take? I mean, I think it's awesome that we finally have a female Winning the twenty four seven title, uh, uh, yes, which, it's about time that happened. Which is kind of surprising that Carmella hasn't cashed in her uh, opportunity yet. Yeah, it seemed Side like multiple. it's. I for a bunch of times thought Carmella might have been one to uh, pin Truth or something to get it, but that hadn't happened yet. I mean, now this doesn't rule out Drake Maverick's wife getting involved in this either. It just sucks um, because. I know for a fact that if this title makes its way into WW2K20, it's not going to be an intergender title because what they do don't have think... intergender wrestling. I know. What do you think of the idea of if uh, I'd his be, wife? I'd be completely fine if Renee Michelle started wrestling in WWE. What if his wife pins him while he's sleeping? I but don't think that's going to happen. Tot- 
but totally kayfabes it, you know? Like, just does acts like she, he's still champion and stuff, and then the and then entire... they show footage from their bedroom? Yeah. And then he just yeah. goes around thinking that he's actually champion until he realizes that his wife pinned him. I think that would be funny. I don't know. But... You up, laugh. Up next, you had Samoa Joe cutting a promo about Raw Reunion, saying... And this... So uh-huh. it's a plague to WWE and uh, and uh, yeah. etc. Yeah, um, basically Roman trashing Reigns. the show. Yeah, Roman Reigns uh, hit it in the ring, but this Which, is where. By the way, I was going to say it, sh- it would have been a really cool spot for Taz to come out at that point because he's I like know, trashing that, legends or whatever. That would have been cool. I would still mark out for Taz with Samoa Joe, but we got this similar, is where uh, we got the similar uh, theme song. This, this is where Optimum TV uh, went out for a lot of people and so, left. Dirt right after Kelly Kelly won the. Actually, you know what? No, it was for it was, me. It was when Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns were in the ring together. No, no, the internet cut out when Hawkins and Ryder were facing Viking Raiders. Really? Yeah. Mine was fine. You were? Were you definitely using your internet? Yeah. You were using your internet. Yeah. Did you do what? Internet. What were you doing? I don't think you I were don't. using your Facebook. Internet. Come on. I may not have I may not have Optimum for internet though. Well, yeah, so the Optimum internet cut out then, but Yeah, I think I as, have Verizon. As soon as Roman Reigns got into the ring to start speaking, cable cuts out. Cable did not come back until like five AM. So I had no idea what was going on. I was avoiding everything. I was so so pissed off. I know you you were furious and I was just like, well, I know what channels to put on now. Cuz remember I asked you to to check to see if a tweet went out more than once? Yeah, I had no clue why you sent that. But then I was able to go, "Oh, because I have Verizon FiOS." Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I I couldn't even like the internet came back at like um, eleven thirty, maybe, and I couldn't even. No, actually, it might have came back at like eleven o'clock or like ten something, but mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the USA Network app because the only way to use that for me, at least, is to sign through Cablevision, and Optimum they were out. They couldn't. I couldn't even sign into Optimum's website. I'm. Yeah, well, when this happened for me, I flipped right over to the Buzz Network because uh, in what is my the room, Buzz Network, it does all of the old school uh, '70s game shows. So in oh. my room, in my room, I don't have a ca- I don't have a cable box. I only have Air TV um, from like one of those gimmicks that they have on t- on the as seen on TV things. So I get all the Air channels, which is like I have to rescan here and there, but I really only get a maybe. 15 channels or something that actually were worthy of watching but i was switching between the cozy network and the buzz the buzz network and yeah i was okay with that they had card sharks on tv which is a great tv show um yeah but brandon suffered (laughs) yeah so and it's like you, you and then you would try to call them and they would like they would direct you it was an automated message directing you like we're aware of the outage please see optimum.net for more information and uh, hello our internet's down you can't go to optimum.net 
Nah. I know. So when were you actually able to go back and watch Raw? Um, in full, I was able to watch the replay. It was actually not 5 a.m. It was like 2... 5 a.m.? No, no, it wasn't 5 a.m. Because that, I think that's... Wait, hold on. Even even 2 a.m. Please tell me you didn't watch it in the a.m.s. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I think the, the service itself fully came back at 5 a.m. But I didn't watch... I, I watched it around... Um... 11 o'clock, 11.45, All right. 12. That's not bad. Maybe around 12.50-ish. That's not too bad. I, if I knew that it was going to be on before Monday, uh, before SmackDown, I would have watched it. Actually, I'm all lost at a time. I don't remember. I know at one point, when I, when I was able to finally watch the replay, because it replayed right after Miz and Mrs., the preview. Oh, it, I missed it. They I, had... I, um, I, I just missed the segment that we had. And I was able to eventually watch it, the rest of it on the internet. Yeah, I watched it on uh, YouTube, but I got in, I joined, so I didn't know it was on during, uh, before SmackDown, so I only caught like the last five minutes or uh, with Stone Cold already in the ring. Um, but then I also ended up, uh, da 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 da. Yeah, uh, keep on going. I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, so Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns are in the ring. Joe's trashing the company, whatever. Rain and also kind of like Reigns' family uh, because he cut a promo kind of about Rikishi. But Reigns came out to stick up for uh, his family, which led to a brawl, which Joe controlled most of. Reigns hits the Superman punch, um, and then Samoa Joe goes to leave, and Roman Reigns calls him a coward, and they set up a match between the two of them. Which, it was a decent match. I didn't even realize there was a match at first because I had missed it on the replay. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I went back to actually watch for, to like, to like watch it again in full. Because I DVR'd the one before SmackDown. So I could just like see stuff again on TV. I didn't even realize there was a match until I saw that. Because when it came back, when I was watching it on Monday, it was past that already. So, but it ends with a uh, Reigns hitting the spear to win, eventually. Yeah. Um, um, next, next up, they cut backstage to... No. no, next up was that Miz TV segment with Seth Rollins. Yeah, which uh, Paul Heyman comes out, and Rollins was like, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Like, I'm giving you, like, five seconds or whatever, then I'm running up there and stomping your head out. So he, like, counted down and then... Went to go chase after Paul. Paul ran off. And then it was just basically Seth Rollins putting himself over. Said he's not a coward. He's not, or I don't know if he said that, but he's a fighting person. The way he's going to prepare, he's not going to sit home and relax. He's going to have a match. He's going to face AJ Styles. And then we cut backstage back to the party where Sami Zayn is yelling about how this is an embarrassment. And Mysterio showed up, told him to respect the uh, legends and whatever. Kurt Angle showed up, saying, whoa, 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 back in my day when I was general manager, we would settle this in the ring. And then a match randomly got set up there. Yeah. Um, but that's I, not even it. 
because yeah. we cut backstage again, and Kelly Kelly is celebrating becoming the WWE 24-7 champion with Candice Michelle, who was with Molina and Naomi. And Molina was saying that she just got her license to referee, and Candice attacks Kelly Kelly, wins the title, and then while she's celebrating, Alundra Blaze comes ba- comes backstage, <laughs> puts Candice Michelle in a chokehold. Candice taps out. She wins the 24-7 championship. And then says, I won't be champion for long, which sparked a thought in my head. But we'll get to what? that. Well, down, oh. down, down, down. That's a uh, Wonder Years reference. I thought it was funny. But uh, <laughs> the the next matchup in the oh, ring. Could we, when was the last time Molina's even been on TV? It's been a bit. Right? I mean, I was actually – out of everybody that appeared on Monday Night Raw, I was, I think, most surprised to see Molina because we all know, the, like, the beef with her and, like, who was it? Like, Cena and Batista and everyone? I don't know. I was surprised. I was the most surprised that Molina was actually there. Also, Sid no showed, or quote oh. unquote, I gave notice, is what the the reports are saying. Are you sure he just didn't leave his wallet at the deli? Yeah. See, it's fun to make jokes like that because it's happened in the past. But apparently, he gave notice. That's the thing. Like, I don't know what to believe with all of that because we know Sid's like uh, background with all of that. I mean, that would have been cool if Sid did show up. I mean, I'm I am a Sid. He showed fan. up. He showed up to Raw 1000, so which was 2012, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, but it just yeah. Was he advertised? Yeah. Well, I'm happy I didn't see the advertisements because that would have been a letdown. I, mean, so, I had no clue. So yeah, so uh, Mysterio picks up the victory over Sami Zayn. Coach was on commentary. Um, and Sami Zayn tried to walk off during this, and Rob Van Dam comes out. Impact Wrestling main eventer Rob Van Dam comes out. Uh, that confused it. Uh, confused it. Confused Confu- That's how confused he is, folks. Yeah, I mean, wait, like, is he? He's still with the company. He yeah, he's an Impact Wrestling superstar. Yes. I'm. I was really surprised by that. With what? That he was there. I mean, Impact Wrestling crossover. But he, um, Impact made a uh, a statement, I think, about it. Yeah, Did yeah. He... They put out saying that they uh, gave WWE and RVD their blessing. Yeah, they were like, we were approached about it and didn't see why we would have any problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, if the rumors are true, then Ring of Honor blocked Bully Ray and AEW blocked. No, was it AEW? Oh, I Billy didn't even Gunn? think about that. I don't know if AEW blocked Billy Gunn. I think maybe Billy. I could see Billy Gunn. I don't know. Sitting I, I, I think Jim Ross might have like turned it down also or something. Yeah, that's the thing. I could have. I could see uh, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn uh, turning it down more than being blocked. But again, that's. That, I don't know. Like, it, who knows? We don't know. But uh, Sergeant Slaughter also came out, as well as Hurricane and Kurt Angle, um, which they made Sami Zayn get back into the ring, and Mysterio won with uh, what they called the the five-star frog splash. He did the RVD hands before it. But it was not the five-star frog splash, but come on. 
Yeah. But uh, something that kind of sucks that I'm happy I didn't see. Um, b- before Rob, somebody tweeted a picture of the merch stands. Uh-huh. They were selling foam fingers. Really? Yeah. Why would you spoil something as big as Rob Van Dam? Wow. Yeah, they were selling Rob Van Dam hands. Which, uh, speaking of RVD, they had the Street Profits backstage. Uh, and Angelo Dawkins was, like, hanging out, putting eye drops into his, uh, into his eyes. And uh, Montez is like, what, what are you doing? He's putting uh, eye drops in? He goes, yeah, I was hanging out with Rob Van Dam, who with Mark Henry, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, dropping name after name, so, like, hyping up this big party and whatnot. Um I thought it was a, a funny segment. Definitely wasn't yeah. expecting a 420 reference. Yeah, I was also, surprised by that one too. But the meme that Rob Van Dam tweeted out was really funny. That was uh, when you get so high you show up on Raw instead of Impact. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That's yeah. actually really funny. I thought that was funny. Um, talk about blazing. A Lunger Blaze Perfect came segue. out. Segway. Uh, a Lunger Blaze came out. And proceeded to attempt to put the 24-7 championship into the garbage. Uh, throwback to her days where she put the women's championship in the garbage on WCW. Which, I, that's, but, as soon as she said, I'm not going to be champion for long, I was like, oh my god. She's about to trash the title. Really? You yeah. thought about that all the way back then? Yeah. Kudos. I, Kudos. Although, except I thought Eric Bischoff would have been involved in the segment. That didn't happen. No, but even better. I mean, Million Dollar Man comes out and uh, ends up buying the championship off of uh, her. Which I thought was funny. That's uh, reminiscent of, did he buy the WWF championship? Yeah, from uh, Andre the Giant. But that's not recognized, right? I don't oh. think that's recognized. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's recognized, but it is recognized that he is in the history books for the WWE 24-7 championship as a champion. Mm-hmm. Up next, you had Seth Rollins defeat AJ Styles via disqualification, which you uh, had Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. Um, but as far as the match goes, I thought it was really good. You had Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows kind of get involved a little bit. And it seemed like Seth Rollins could have used some backup. And I was like, I wonder if this is where DX is going to happen. And Triple H and Shawn Michaels came out to back up Seth Rollins. The match continued. It was a fun match. Yeah, I I like that DX came out during this part too. It ends with um, Gallows and Anderson attacking Seth Rollins. And AJ, they, they, they stop AJ. I mean, AJ stops them, and AJ's trying to convince Triple H and Shawn Michaels, like, you're one of us. You're one of us. And they, like, throw up the two sweet, and it looks like Triple H and HBK are going to do it. But no, they hit them with the crotch chop. Um, And then they brawl. Yeah, and then uh, the OC got their chairs, got some steel chairs, and then Road Dogg comes out with X-Pac. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, yeah, Scott and, Hall, and, Razor Ramon, Diesel, yeah. Kevin Nash. Yeah, Hall and Nash alongside with them, which was kind of weird that like Hall and Nash came out with Road Dogg and X Pac. 
Yeah. I, w- I, I, I think it would have been like a bigger pop for the NWO theme song. I I mean, I would have been fine if New Age Outlaws came out. Like, I mean, if Road Dogg and X-Pac came out to New Age Outlaws theme song, okay? Uh, but then I think that... They they, they, they could have had... Could have had they could have had, could have had the NWO... You could have had the NWO involvement at another time. Like, maybe the club bails. Like, after they get in the ring, the club bails and starts to make their way up the ramp. And then you have the NWO cut them off. I mean, you could have had Xbox theme song too, but whatever. No. But yeah, what what you said? No, it's make some noise, not X Pac. Oh, no. make yeah, some it's noise. Make some noise, X Pac. You think you can yeah. tell me what to do? But yeah, what you what you said, I thought would have uh, that would have been good as well. Yeah. But like um, the the yeah. So and then Seth Rollins, they had Seth Rollins do Billy Gunn's line. Yeah. Uh, next up, you ended up having backstage Million Dollar Man making a run for it. He goes to get into his limo, and all you hear is uh, tapping three times. And Drake, I almost said Drake Younger, Drake Maverick comes out of the limo as champion uh, with the referee. And then, of course, just like clockwork, I believe this is where he gets chased, nope. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he nope. starts getting chased, yes. Yeah, okay. Which uh, leads to an in-ring segment with Mick Foley speaking about the 24-7 championship. And what do you know? Everybody runs down in the middle of the ring, which I thought was funny. Mick's like, come back here, Drake. Come back here. I'm going to get you. I'm not done with you. Uh, And then he goes to talk about his favorite memory from Monday Night Raw history, which was him winning the championship. And they show the video footage. And the video starts to stop, and I cursed. I was like, holy beep. I marked the hell out for that part. And then, of course, the the screen fades, the lights go out, and the fiend shows up and locks Mick Foley in the mandible claw. I marked out for this as well. I was just like, at first, I don't know, I'm... It's so easy to mark out for what's happening with Bray Wyatt right now and the Fiend. And then Dude, to, as he, soon to as soon as the, that video stopped, I was like, "Holy blank!" Yeah, and to see him hit the mandible claw. Do you think that I? I hope that he continues to use the mandible claw. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. Right, I think that that would be a great. I mean, Bray Wyatt doesn't have a submission move, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think that a mandible claw would be perfect for, especially because of, uh, with the fiend being a different part. I think that mandible claw would work perfectly. Yeah. Up next, you had a moment of bliss. You had Alexa Bliss. You had Nikki Cross. Terrible accent there. <laughs> uh, with uh, special guest Becky Lynch, uh, only to have Natalia cut her off, and then. Like, they brawled. Mm-hmm. That was it, really? Yeah, it was just a Natalia and Becky Lynch brawl. Uh, um, so the women didn't have an official match on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. about five minutes of TV time. And it led to the WWE Universe using the hashtag GiveWWEWomen a chance. Wow. I don't know how stupid you could be to book a show, especially after you had the whole Give Divas a Chance, Divas Revolution, Women's Evolution. 
uh, how you could leave them out of like a, an actual match. I mean, they definitely should have at least had one match. Um, I mean, given a lot of money at Raw was promos. Yeah. Um, but even still. So after this, you ended up ha- seeing Drake leaving the arena, trying to get into a limo with um, his wife. And then out of nowhere, as he's about to get into the limo, our truth comes up from behind, hits him with the schoolboy. And uh, Armella one- kicks his arm away, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. His wife was holding on to his arm saying, don't let me go. Like, hold on, hold on. And then Carmella kicks the arms, allowing our truth to roll him up and get the pin. And then our truth proceeds to jump into the limo and leaves with Drake's <laughs> wife and limo. And then Drake's like, my championship, my wife. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, very funny. Okay, now this is where it gets a little bit like confusing. I it, it, can only imagine that you didn't like this. It made zero sense. It was, Bron- it, it was so Strowman picked. Yeah, Braun Strowman picked up the victory over Randy Roy. Uh, he's also known as the Prince of Rome D3 uh, on the independent market. But Braun Strowman... In a squash match? Like, when I saw Strowman come out, because I had seen earlier in the day they interviewed uh, Nicholas for, like, YouTube or WWE.com. Oh. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Nicholas is going to be part of this somehow. And then it just, it this it made no sense. They didn't involve him at all or any, they had, I don't know. This just, it made no sense. I thought they were going to make, like, Nicholas a legend or whatever and, like, <laughs> it, it literally, like, I'm just, like, mind-blown that this match took place. It made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah. But after that, you had Ric Flair come out. They brought out all the legends from, from the night. Then Hulk Hogan came out. Hogan and Flair both cut promos. Followed by Stone Cold Steve Austin, who came out, cut a long promo. Then they all celebrated at the end in the ring with beers. Um, and what sucked is that they refused to let Austin go over. They couldn't. I, I don't see how not. Like they, they don't own. Do... They don't. They don't own the network. They. I don't. I think that when they used to do that, that WWE actually had purchased the extra five minutes. No, because sometimes they'd go for 30 minutes. It must have been some sort of an agreement or something. Dude, if there was going to be a Raw that that you would have gone over, it would have been this one and should have been this one. I think it's out of WWE's hands. Steve Austin randomly, like... Got back on the mic. Yeah, that was really weird to tell a Gerald Briscoe story. But what he was saying on the mic was funny about Ron Simmons. He posted the picture that he took of Ron Simmons outside the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I thought very, it was really funny. I mean, anytime Stone Cold Steve Austin gets on the mic, you know you're in for a good story and you want to just listen. The one thing – so I mentioned before about the catchphrase. So he said, and that's the bottom line, and he didn't say because Stone Cold said so. Well, he did not say that. Like, I, I forgot what he said. He's just like, and that's the bottom line and have a good night or something. Uh, I forgot what he said. Do you remember or no? I don't. Yeah, but he didn't do the catchphrase. And I was just like, that's random. But, but overall, oh. overall, I thought that this was a, a successful Raw. I mean, okay. I had fun watching it. Okay, so it was a fun Raw to watch. 
but it was extremely pointless. Oh, there was I... no point to this. There was I thought I was like one percent sure there was going to be a two K twenty announcement. There was no two K twenty announcement. No. I think the the best parts of Monday Night Raw were the twenty four seven title stuff. Yeah, um, I and then the, the Fiend. Fiend and Stone Cold. Yeah, I help me out. How do you spell it? The Fiend. F I E N D. That's how you spell Fiend. Oh, I didn't know if they were saying Fiend or Fiend. Um. Wait, so you said With that segment, the 24-7, and then what else? Stone Cold being there, just talking. Yeah. I'm, like, I... listening to St- Steve talk and everything. I'm like, damn, he should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's like, it's just, like, I don't know. It's so, like, it feels good to, to hear him and to... see him speak. Yeah, it's so easy to – I'm surprised that you don't listen to his podcast weekly. I, dude, I can't listen to podcasts weekly like that. Or at least once once every other week. I'm surprised because, like, you would actually really love I his do, podcast. I do like his podcast when I've listened to it. I like him doing interviews with people that I know. and Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think those are the big takeaways from this. And the thing is, nothing. there's really no carryover. The only carryover from this entire Monday Night Raw is that we had a woman – as a 24-7 champion. Multiple women. Multiple, multiple. It just but, it sucks. They didn't really do much for SummerSlam. They didn't really do much for the women's division outside of the 24-7 stuff, outside of the interview brawl. They didn't really do anything for, like, the men setting up anything for SummerSlam. Like, there were, there were like, bits and pieces of storyline, but... Yeah, there was really nothing. I mean, everybody's saying, like, there should have been a women's match. Okay, there should have, but there should have also been matches and storylines that carry over to SummerSlam. I mean, the Samoa Joe and uh, Roman Reigns, that carries over. But then but I, everything else is kind of, like, limited in there. I mean, you didn't have Lesnar show up with Rollins. You had Heyman. The Braun Strowman stuff was just a complete flop, in my opinion. It didn't make sense. Um, Raw, in general, is it was just pointless. You didn't have Ricochet with the AJ Styles. I saw something about Ricochet maybe being injured. I don't know. But you didn't have Ricochet up here, which is kind of surprising considering how hot he's been. I think that I, I'm think that there's something with an injury with him. And then to top it off, you run a show against yourself? But that's always though. But even still you had people like Matt Hardy should have been on this show. I know, and he's not working a, a match with Nakamura and and Ali. But that's how they always run it, dude. Dude, if if you're no, you don't run a show against yourself in if you're having such a big show like this. I know, but that's just how they always run it. I mean, they always run uh, SmackDown or Raw opposite each other, which I never it's understand. Not, it's not either. an always thing. I think it is. I don't think it's always a thing. But even still, I do agree with you. I think it's weird to, out of all the days of the week, you're going to have a show on the day that you uh, have your TV show. I was surprised that, like, Gangrel wasn't there. That would have been cool. Edge? He was probably filming. I feel like there's a lot of wrestlers that I would have loved to see there, but for what, for the amount of wrestlers that they did have and who they had, I'm okay with it. 
I'm not gonna gripe about it. Yeah, no, all the segments were fine. Just uh, it was extremely pointless. <laughs> nah. It's just like it didn't accomplish anything. I thought like, oh, they're gonna get legends and everything together. It's gonna be like, it's gonna lead into a tie-in with 2K20. Nope. Nah. But moving over to SmackDown, uh, on commentary for half the night, we had New Day. Um, it was Which supposed was, to be. Um, it was supposed to be HBK, but I, I, for some reason that didn't happen. And then uh, after New Day, Michael Cole replaced them because uh, Byron Saxon's father passed away. Uh, so that's why he was absent. And then Corey Graves wasn't there either, so David Otunga was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a treat to have New Day on commentary. I was like, um, I was like, wait a minute, we're getting New Day on commentary for the full night. I yeah. thought it was just be for that segment. I thought it was be like changing like they did on Raw, but it, for the most part, it was half the night. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Shane opened the show to accept Kevin Owens' challenge for SummerSlam, and he brought up Kevin Owens saying that he would quit if he loses to Shane, so he wants that in writing. Um, which is weird because Shane kind of built up like an I quit match, but I don't think that's going to happen. And then uh, Shane made the main event match of Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. The end. Yeah, that's um, After that, the first match of the evening, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Apollo Crews, um, which was like a complete 180 from Monday Night Raw in just like what was going on. Yeah, and then... um... Something that was weird, like Apollo Crews ended up hitting the angle slam there in this match. I actually thought when he hit that angle slam that he was going to win. Yeah, maybe. Um, but the, but the title wasn't on the line, right? No, it was a non-title match. Apollo Crews so he, at so one he point, could have really won. Yeah, Crews at one point had um, Nakamura up in the air for thirty seconds in a stalling suplex, which I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that was very impressive. And then afterwards, Nakamura attacked Apollo Crews, and New Day's like, yo, where's your friends? Where are your friends? <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to see this. I, this probably will continue. Yeah. I assume. But uh, backstage, you had Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy was telling Sonya that she spoke to Shane McMahon and that he gave them a match next week. And Sonya goes... So next week we have a tag team title match. And Mandy goes, yeah, and if we win, we get a tag team title match. So. Yeah. I, it was one of those, like, scratching your head moments. Very unf- I, I was like, when I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. Did I hear what I think I just heard? <laughs> I was like, okay, so next week we're getting a tag team title match. And then she goes in and says, we'll get a tag team title match. I was like, wait a minute. I'm so lost. Yeah, I, somebody uh, misspoke in that one, but we don't know who. <laughs> somebody did. They gave us two options. Maybe they're going to have both. Maybe, who knows? I mean, maybe they do get a tag team title match next week, and if they win that, they get another tag team title match. You, you never know, but we got two options. Uh, next up, you had Ms. TV with Shawn Michaels. Um, Which I, had, I have literally not one idea why HBK was there doing that yeah this could have been on monday night raw instead no, of rollins no but no, it, no no well i think rollins could have been in a different segment with the uh, Heyman. uh i think this was i think see 
So they end up like brawling a little bit, and Ziggler ends up hitting Shawn Michaels with the super kick. So it's like you have to think we're going to see Shawn Michaels again wrestling at SummerSlam against against Ziggler. Yeah. Which I'm I don't know at this point I think I might be fine with that. I know some people were hoping I, that maybe Daniel Bryan would come out and make his big announcement that he had last week that he didn't make. But he wasn't even be, on what SmackDown. What would that announcement be? I don't know. Maybe he's oh, like, maybe no he lays a challenge to HBK, but that didn't happen. I would totally mark for that. I mean, like you said, HBK versus Ziggler, I'd mark for it too. But. Yeah. Uh, so this ended up being a little uh, action going back and forth. The, uh, Ziggler goes to take a swing at Shawn Michaels. I already said all things. Oh, all right. Well, on to the next match. Ember Moon picks up the victory over Charlotte Flair. Because um, Bailey came Bailey. out. Yeah, Bailey's theme song and entrance distracted Charlotte Flair from. Uh, Want to give match. us the uh, the match time on that? Forty five seconds. Which then uh, afterwards they celebrated outside the ring. Ember tossed Bailey back into the ring or into the ring in general. She gets attacked by Charlotte, and then Ember hits the eclipse onto Charlotte, followed by an eclipse to Bailey. I didn't get that. I thought I guess I Ember thought it Moon was going to just... be one of those things where like it's friendly competition, and now they're turning it into a Bailey, uh, a, a Becky Lynch, Natty sort of situation right there. I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I guess they're showing that Ember Moon just wants to she, like she is championship material. So she's going after Bailey as well. I yeah, whatever. I didn't I didn't like that part. Something I did like was the next thing. Kofi Kingston and uh cutting a promo only to be interrupted by Randy Orton. Well, not to be interrupted. And, he picked Randy Orton for his opponent. Yeah, he picked him for the Yeah, he picked and him for the opponent. He called Randy Orton out before Randy Orton had the chance to attack him from behind. Yeah, and then but this promo between the two of them, I really liked. Yeah, they played the clip of uh, the last time WWE was at Madison Square Garden for a Monday Night Raw. That was 2009, where uh, Kofi Kingston fought with Randy Orton in the crowd. And it brings up the whole, like, you are the reason why I was not champion in 2009. And he goes, you're damn right I am. I was like, oh my God, he said it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was it- a really well done segment as well. I really liked the entire tie-in. It it was really nice, um, and I'm I'm looking forward to a matchup between them. Yeah, it was the advertised match for uh, for Madison Square Garden in uh, September for SmackDown. So people were like already speculating, like, "Oh my God, did WWE spoil this?" Blah blah blah, because they also advertise Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. But, uh, I mean, they were advertising that before Lesnar became champion, so. Yeah. Maybe, on the other hand, they kind of maybe spoiled this match, but not championship-wise. But uh, this led into Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe, which ends in a no contest because Randy Orton tries to RKO Kofi Kingston, but he reverses it. And then Joe went to attack Randy Orton but gets hit with the RKO. And as soon as he gets back up, Kofi Kingston hits Randy Orton with a trouble in paradise. I don't know what they're doing with Samoa Joe. It's it's like Samoa Joe could be on 
Raw and SmackDown, and I'm still confused at what his placement is. Yeah. Um, total confused. Um, what up something, next? Yeah, next, Finn Balor in the ring, cutting a promo, little interview segment with, uh, what's your face, Charlie? Um, was it Caleb Braxton? Maybe. She, he, uh, Finn Balor was being interviewed about the Bray Wyatt. Yeah, the Fiend. He he challenged and, Bray Wyatt for a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, laying out the challenge, and then only to be interrupted by Firefly Funhouse, where Bray Wyatt is standing there with all the puppets out, and he talks about that entire beatdown on of Finn Balor, and he says that the Fiend accepts his challenge, and um, what else did he say? That basically something like that. Basically yeah. It, the one thing I didn't like from this segment was the fact that they didn't show Finn Balor's reaction to to the accepting. Yeah, I'm, I'm more surprised that Finn Balor didn't say that uh, the demon, uh, like bring up the demon at all. Yeah, I don't know. Which I'm, which I'm actually happy about because I don't want to see the demon go after Bray Wyatt so quickly. I'd well, rather he, he did. He did kind of mention that I believe at one point, like saying. Uh, before the fiend or Bray Wyatt showed up, he goes, "I don't even know if like, like if this is like old stuff where it was like demon and and his alter ego, or if it's like oh, new stuff with like." I didn't, I didn't hear that. I mean, yeah, but like you just mentioned, Bray, Bray, I don't think I don't remember that. But Bray Wyatt did mention Bray Wyatt did mention that he does remember, like the fiend does remember their past, or he remembers his past. Um, I thought it was great promo i think that he should have apologized to finn balor for the fiend attacking him kind of like how he's apologizing to mick foley on twitter yeah yeah um i think that it would have been cool if bray white apologized for finn balor for what uh happened on raw that it's and then just like gets out of his control but he deserves it and um um next up you had very confusing the, yeah, the twenty four seven because they showed yeah. all the stuff from Monday Night Raw with the twenty four seven championship, which was, by the way, one of six times that they made mention of to Raw reunion on a two hour show. But it looked as if we were about to get an interview with like our truth or somebody related to the twenty four seven championship, but it was Charlotte complaining about being left off SummerSlam. And in the middle of this promo, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I did not want to see her get put into Bailey versus Ember Moon. And she ends the promo by saying, I'll have a better opponent than Ember Moon. Which, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, hell no. Because something in my head gets sparked, and I'm like, I, if this leads to where I think it's going to lead... That sucks because a it overshadows Bailey versus Ember Moon, which is a match I wanted to see, and then b it goes back to the whole thing. Flair gets everything handed to her, and then you see on uh, news sites uh, the pro wrestling sheet reported that so and so is probably a lock to face Charlotte at SummerSlam, I believe. Yeah, that's disappointing. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I just, that's, 
I hated that. I and I really don't want to see that match. It's yeah, like, I, that's going to be a match that I don't care for, and I walk away. Someone was. I, I mean, I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm not a child, but oh, I, I I'm. I mean, not walk they, away. They were, but I mean, they were missing. There's from better Raw. things to be doing. They were missing from Raw reunion. They're in Toronto. You could put two and two together. So. I don't know. It just overall with the uh, women's division this week just completely sucked that they that they got basically like six minutes of TV time total. Yeah, maybe a little yeah, bit more I, than that. I, next up, you have um, a matchup between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns with a special guest referee Drew McIntyre. Uh, Kevin Owens pick him the Elias, victory over Elias was also the. Uh the the timekeeper and Shane was the ring announcer. Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens picked up the victory by DQ. Uh, Roman Reigns going after McIntyre, hitting him with uh, I believe the Superman punch and then tossing him outside of the ring, leading to that DQ. Yeah, Kevin Owens attacked Elias, and then they cornered Shane McMahon, but Drew McIntyre and Elias got back into the fight, uh, and then the three of them beat down Roman Reigns. Shane went to spear. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens pulls him out of the ring, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, making the save uh, for Roman Reigns. And then Kevin Owens just tosses Shane right into that barricade. Um, Yeah, Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch on uh, Shane. And then Kevin Owens hits the stunner twice. Yeah, sending the crowd home happy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kevin Owens versus Shane at SummerSlam. I am too. I It's funny. Shane McMahon... Since his return, it's been one of those things where, uh, like at first, you were like, oh, damn, I don't want to see him wrestle. But every single match that Shane McMahon has had since he returned to WWE has been entertaining and has been fun to watch. I mean, his matchup with AJ Styles from WrestleMania was awesome. His stuff with The Miz was great. I. Uh, so I don't doubt that his, his stuff with Undertaker. So his matchup with Kevin Owens, I don't doubt it's going to be fun. I'm assuming next week on SmackDown, we'll probably see Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns versus Elias and McIntyre, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Wait, who did you say? Elias and McIntyre versus Kevin Owens and Reigns. Oh, I do you think that Cedric Alexander is going to fit into this? I don't. Because I, I thought you said oh, Cedric. Unless, you know, I, was gonna I don't say know. It, unless all three I, of them face each other. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that you said Alexander because I, I would see this being a three-on-three three match and tossing Alexander out there and Shane in there. Because otherwise, the Alexander McIntyre doesn't really make sense to me. Wait. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, but well, we have yeah, to no. see what happens with that. So, I mean, something that doesn't make sense to me is why this is on a live event and not on TV. But Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin teamed up to take on and defeat the B team. Um, I think that this is definitely newsworthy and worth noting because Gable and Benjamin back together. I, that's just that's just live event stuff. I know you can't really they try out a lot of things on live events, but hopefully, I think that Gable and Benjamin would be awesome for 
uh, a great addition to the tag team division again. What do you think? I, I mean, I'll take anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, all right. How about we get on to some shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Whoa! Welcome to Shameless Plugs. This is Shameless Plugs with your host, Dave, the Rave. And that is right. So this is going to be a little uh, throwback Shameless Plugs because we had Raw Reunion, which was a throwback. So throwback Shameless Plugs. Jonathan Faust, go follow him at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Team Awesome at Team Awesome 418. Also, Montreal Broski, go follow Eric. No. At. <laughs> he does not have that same Twitter account anymore. Yeah, I was going to have you fill in the blank. What's his Twitter account now because he changes it so often? I, well, I, I'm, I'm unaware of the Twitter account. <laughs> we will update you on his updated if you Twitter just, account. You, you just got to type in Broski backwards. Broski backwards. Go check it out. Ixorb. Yes, uh, the marking out weatherman. We need an update soon. Also, uh, not a throwback. But Hornswoggle has a book that's out. <laughs> life is short, and so am I. My life inside, outside, and under the wrestling ring. It is out for pre-order now. So go buy it. Go purchase it. Go support Hornswoggle. Not Drake, not Drake Maverick, but the actual Hornswoggle, and buy the book. Hey, Brandon, you got any um, uh, shout-outs? Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout-outs? I know I gave a shout-out last week to Conan, but it's going to get a shout-out again this week because uh, his episodes at San Diego Comic-Con I thought were great. Um, He had a really good cold open spoof at one point of uh, Into the Mm Spider-Verse, and it was really nice to have the hour format back since he's been doing these uh, half-hour shows since uh he reformatted his show so it's nice to have the hour long back uh and go to his youtube page check it out because i thought it was a really good cold open uh next shout out is going to the haunted mansion in disney world because somebody recently uh posted a video online after a breakdown Mm -hmm. and they had the lights on and it was like mind-blowing to me because i would have never Really? Guessed how much space there was between the ride and like behind you. Now you, now I really want to watch that clip. I'll send it to you later. It was really cool. Um, it was basically them just evacuating the ride. Did you see anything like that? You anything else that you haven't ever noticed? Like kind of like on some rides, if you turn around, you see something from like another ride from the past. Not not like that sort of thing. Just it was just like. There was a giant, like, space of walkway space that I, like, when you're on this ride and in that particular scene when it's the um, the dinner scene and, like, you have all the ghosts and everything, like, dancing at the dinner table, mm-hmm. I, it's like you feel like you're pr- pressed up against a wall. Be, I, probably because, like, the cart itself, like, kind of, like, engulfs you. Yeah. But there was so much space behind it and I was like... Oh my god! Like I can't believe that. I thought that it was really cool. Wild. Yeah. Um, and then the last shout out is going to Isaiah Swerve Scott, 
Uh, he lost to Drew Gulak last night on 205 Live, but it was such a good match. Uh, 205 Live in general was really good. It was NXT versus 205 Live with the exception of Oni Lorcan's match, which was like a uh, an enhancement talent sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was awesome to see... Uh, I almost said Shane Strickland. <laughs> Isaiah <laughs> Scott on 205 Live. So if you haven't yeah, watched 205 Live, and if you haven't been watching 205 Live, you're an idiot. You need to be watching it. It's such a good program. If it was billed as NXT, you guys would be going crazy over it. It's like, it's such a good show. I don't know. You guys you guys should spend more time watching it. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Ow. of the week uh mine it is a hundred percent one of the things is from the lion king which again i'm not going to spoil but um go see that film uh and then outside of the all the 24 7 championship stuff and the fiend uh it, it has to be from early on in the night at raw reunion they did the picture in picture commercial uh, break, yes. which featured a commercial for Burger King, which I thought nothing of uh, until the end of it, and you hear Ron Simmons saying, damn. I went back and re-watched it. I didn't even realize Alexa Bliss you... was the lead in the commercial. Really? Yeah, it's hard. How? Like, so were you not were I was you just watching not wrestling. Watching? I was watching the, the match. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was... Um, Alexa Bliss the entire time. I thought this was awesome. Um, yeah, Which they they did something similar 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 last year with Ron Simmons. So I think it's his second Burger King commercial. They had I, a, a commercial where Charlotte Flair and Nakamura were playing cards, and uh, Ron Simmons was too. And then like the the Burger King ends up putting out like a a Whopper and a chicken sandwich or something, and then Ron Simmons does damn. Yeah, but, I was supposed to you didn't. Yeah, like, I, I didn't. I just, I all I saw, I, I wasn't watching the commercial, and you hear Ron Simmons say "damn," and it's like, oh wow, he's in a Burger King commercial. And then I rewatched <laughs> the whole thing. I'm like, Alexa Bliss is in this too. That's funny. And also, the the third guy that was like that that showed up before the Whopper, I swear to God, I had to watch it over and over again. I still am not sure. It looks like Adam Cole, in like makeup. I thought that too. It looks a lot like Adam Cole. I, I looked on Twitter to see if anybody was like tweeting, "Oh my God, Adam Cole's in a Burger King commercial or whatever." Nobody's tweeting about it. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. I was like, "Is it just me?" That's funny you say that because I thought the exact same thing. I thought it was Adam Cole in makeup and a wig, uh, and I, well, not even the wig, but I thought it was just him done up. Yeah. And I had they showed him a second time, I believe, um, talking to Alexa Bliss, and I was just like. I don't think that's him, but and then I didn't actually give it a second, a third thought after that. But I think that's funny that you actually thought the same thing. That's pretty cool. Um, so for me, for Mark, Mark out wise, outside that Burger King commercial, which which I wouldn't have remembered if you didn't bring it up, was definitely the Fiend hitting the mandible claw on McFoley. I am a huge Mark for the mandible claw period, 
And for the Fiend to uh, hit the Mandible Claw, I really hope that that's going to remain his finisher. Um, I also marked out for Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am a huge Steve Austin mark. And just hearing his theme song and hearing him on the mic, and then he's just, like, every time that they toss the beer to him, he just catches everything. And, yeah, I'm I'm a total Austin mark. So... It, yeah, that. again, it was fun watching Raw Reunion. It, it, I wish we could like hang out with Stone Cold or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even I even marked out from the start with John Cena coming out. I I'll say it. I marked out for John Cena Cena coming back, and I, it seemed like a lot of other people were too. Even by his reaction, it was just like I guess all it took was me to step away from wrestling for a while for you guys to cheer me. Like um, somebody else, I guess surprising that wasn't there was The Rock, but maybe they're saving him for SmackDown 1000. Which huh. is that not the craziest thing that that's happening already? That is that is pretty crazy. Yeah, I feel like there was. I feel like you could have included so many people for like, but like I said before, I'm not disappointed with Monday Night Raw at all. I thought it was so much fun to watch. What about you? Yeah, no. Overall, I'm not disappointed. It was just pointless. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. That was marking out episode 442 in the books. Make sure you go check out all of our past episodes. Markout.com. Markingout.com. Markingout. Yeah, sorry. Markingout.com. <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Um, go buy that t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Anything else you want to put out there? Instagram, out 11 Sounds good to me. YouTube, out 11 Send us an email, out one at gmail.com. Once again, thank you very much for listening. And we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors.